Hello, ladies and gentle nerds. This is Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and we are here with another exciting edition of Overthinking MTG. So I'm on Gather. I'm going to go ahead and scroll down, hit the random card button, and we are going to talk for 10 minutes about Carplusen Strider. Carplusen Strider? Carplusen Strider. I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce that, but here we go. It is an uncommon from Cold Snap. It is three generic and a green for a 3-4. Okay, so 3-4 four for four. Not great so far. It is a creature Yeti, and Carplus and Strider can't be the target of blue or black spells. Okay, that's interesting, actually. So, I'm not super familiar with Cold Snap. I understand it was something of a spiritual successor to Ice Age, and with it came um, some reprints from that time, as well as the... Uh, I don't recall if Snowlands were a thing prior to Cold Snap, or if the Snowlands return came during Cold Snap, or if that was a different time, but... Um, I know that was a thing that, you know, they brought back around the same time period, or at least it was a part of Cold Snap. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. So 3-4 for four, 4, not great stats. Um, yeah, and the plus side being that it can't be the target of blue or black spells. I don't, you know, this is one of those cards where in limited it might be decent just because decent sized creatures that aren't horribly overcosted tend to be pretty good in limited. Just because they give you just some solid utility, and a lot of the time in those games, the biggest creature wins, and it's that simple. But not always. And the fact that um, blue or black specifically are the are the colors that can't touch it is pretty cool, because those are the ones that have the most targeted removal that would be able to address this. In the case of blue, a lot of like lockdown ice effects that would tap a you know tap a permanent and keep it tapped for as long as another creatures on the battlefield like in the case of dungeon geist um or the ability to like um well or what's the other one frost links is the other one that's out there right now that does the same thing um so that's a, a blue element not to mention just bounce spells and those could be pretty devastating on a four drop being able to bounce back something that costs four could be really devastating for a player's tempo because if you think about it if I finally get my 4-drop, it's a 3-4, and then I have a 5-drop in my hand, well, all of a sudden, if you bounce your, my 4-drop back up to my hand, now I'm stuck in a situation where, on my turn 5, I have to seriously ask the question, okay, do I put down my 5-drop, or do I put down this 4-drop again? And in a way, there are times when it would almost be better, at least just cognitively as a player, it would have been better if you just killed this thing. That way I don't have to recast it. Um, well, in the case of Carplus and Strider, you don't have to worry about that. The sucker's not getting bounced almost ever because blue is almost exclusively the color that does that. I have no doubt there are other examples, but in the end of the day, blue is the bouncy color. That's just kind of how that goes. So you're not going to deal with with this sucker getting bounced, and the fact that it can't get targeted by black spells means that, like, half of the targeted removal spells out there, actually, almost all of them that say destroy target creature, uh, those aren't going to touch this guy either. So, the fact that he's only, you know, has per a 
like a quasi protection from two colors is interesting. You know, like hexproof from two colors. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, it's not hexproof. I'm sorry. That's shroud for two colors, and that's meaningful because if you're running like a um, like a Simic, like a green-blue kind of thing, and you have some enchantments that would be beneficial, um, well, or black for that matter, if you have something like Unholy Strength or one of those other, you know, black buffs, um, those wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to target Carpalus and Strider with those. So this guy definitely lends himself to being monocolored or in, um, what is it, Naya colors, which is, green, white, red. That's definitely where this guy belongs if you're going to put him in any kind of multicolor thing. Which is also interesting now that I'm looking at it because he is splashable. It's three generic and one green. So he fits very nicely, actually, in a Naya build where you're not going to be targeting him with any of your own stuff, but anybody playing blue or black can't touch this guy. So the only targeted removal that really has a chance at doing anything to him is red you know being able to deal direct damage could potentially knock this guy out depending on the spell but even then having four toughness means that he's pretty resistant to that too so again all in all you know three four for four not great but the fact that he's really tough to spot remove ah, all right that's that's that upside is better the more I think about it. You know, the more I think about it, the better it is. So it's not true protection from these colors. So if there was some way where, like, an aura managed to enter the battlefield from some weird way and, like, got slapped onto it, um, then it would stick. Uh, you know, they, that'd be a really weird fringe case. So those are pretty... Yeah, that that's not likely to happen. Um, or, like, if a spell somehow eliminated its text box for a turn and somebody were to put an enchantment on it, um, then it, that would stick, unlike with protection, where the moment you have protection from a color, um, once you have protection from a color, you can't be enchanted by that color. Um, but also, he can be dealt damage from those colors. He, you know, He's blockable by creatures that are in those colors. So it's not true protection, but he's got kind of this quasi-shroud um, well, or full-on shroud for just black and blue. So I think that's interesting. And if, if there's ever colors that you're going to get, like a quasi-protection from, th those are the colors you want protection from. Actually, that's what made, what is it, um, Veil of Summer, the most recent green counterspell that they put out. Um, it was just a hoser for black and blue, and it ended up getting banned in pretty much every format because it was just way too powerful. Because being able to hose these colors and being able to prevent these colors from touching your stuff is huge. It can actually make a tremendous impact on the game. So, I mean, hey, an absolute worst-case scenario, your opponent isn't playing any black or any blue, and you have a 3-4 for 4, which, you know, if you're playing in limited, not bad. Um, in constructed formats, it's probably not super efficient, especially with the with the power level that we're seeing today. So, you know, I don't know what in what context you'd play that. Um, this is the kind of thing that I can see... If you have a friend who who has a lot of uh, black and blue, like casual decks, I can see this going into your going into your deck just to just to troll that one particular friend. Um, so that's something. So you know, the more I think about it, the better the better it looks. Um, 
Yeah, let's take a look at the, the flavor text. The Strider's long loping gait is an adaptation that allows it to move quickly in deep snow. Well, okay. So it reads almost like a like a naturalist's um, you know, note uh, about this creature. Um, you'd almost expect to see that on like a on like some kind of National Geographic nature documentary about the Carpus and Strider. So, okay, that's fine. You know, the idea that it's capable of so it has super long legs so it can um, maneuver through snow more easily. Okay, that that is an interesting detail about the creature. I don't understand um, how that is relevant to it being tough to touch with black and blue spells. Uh, is the idea that it can navigate in questionable environments? It's able to um, you know navigate harsh terrain, so it would be able to deal with harsh uh spells coming at it i don't know yeah i'm not exactly sure how that all clicks together from a flavor wise or from a flavor perspective but okay that's something it's not it's not nothing yeah let's see so we don't have any um yeah don't have any rulings on it and uh oh i suppose this whole time i've been talking about the the playability haven't even looked at the art so it's a yeti it, it looks like it it, it, it's a yeti, and it's uh, clearly crushing a zombie, which is kind of appropriate, given that uh, that's a staple creature type in black. So, yeah, this guy's given given a zombie the business, and it looks like he's throwing another one um, f behind him, like, off into the distance. So he really got some oomph on that, and that looks like a casual backhand that sent that one flying. And then there it also appears to be a third creature, uh, a third figure in the snow. So yeah, this guy is really giving these zombies the business. And, uh, you know, hey, that's okay. Sometimes you just gotta show those zombies who's boss. Very cool. So yeah, Carpalus and Strider. Or Carpalus and Strider. Or Carpalus and Strider. No, I'm, not, I'm not sure. However you pronounce it. 3-4 Yeti for 4 from Cold Snap. Decent little uncommon. Again, in a limited situation. If I crack that, I'm not mad. And uh, yeah, guys, well, thanks so much for hanging out. It's been a pleasure as always, and I hope you're having a fantastic day, morning, evening, whatever time it is. And I'll catch you next time. Later.